I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Well, once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you this time. Brother Munn speaking, our program called The Mariner's Call. Uh, We're calling out to you, opportunity to look into the Word of God to find some things that might help us. And uh, as the Holy Spirit sends it out, not return void. Amen. Thank you for being there and giving us this opportunity to be in your home or wherever you're listening to our program from. You know, uh, still a lot of people, uh, when they text us or email us or write to us, snail mail, they tell us they're listening via their car. And uh, that's that's all right, too. You can also, uh, of course, the Fisherman's Five-Minute Look at the Book of the Mariner's Call is available on Apple Podcast. Also, you can uh, listen on some of those smaller devices. But thank you. Thank you for being there. Our thought will be from the book of John, John chapter 19. We have the account here of the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what is, right before he bowed his head and gave up the ghost, what was his words? Do you remember? All right. It says in John chapter 19, let's see if we can read the verse here, all the way down to verse 30. It said, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is, now you know the word, don't you? It is finished. Then he said, and he bowed his head and gave up the ghost. It is finished. All right. So at the appointed time, the plan of God the fulfillment of Scripture, Jesus gave his life with the death cry, it is finished. What was finished? Now, let's see if we can discuss that for just a little bit. What was finished? Now, obviously, most people that read the passage and uh, even most commentators that comment uh, on this particular verse here would say Jesus is talking about uh, his earthly sufferings. Now, that was true. The agony of the cross was over. We think about the horror that must have been as far as the flesh is concerned to experience. Uh, Physically, we think about dehydration and suffocation. I believe early in Christ's life, uh, Jesus knew why he came into the world. If that's true, can you imagine that hanging over his head? Can you imagine many times he took and went into the temple and he, he used the Old Testament scriptures and would read a portion of those, and then he would take and comment upon it. Uh, What do you reckon he thought when he read Psalm chapter 22 and verse 1, where the writer says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? You you understand that is prophecy concerning Christ. How, How would you comment upon that? In the book of Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 50, gave his back to the smiters. Isaiah 53, wounded for our transgressions. Zechariah chapter 12, uh, he said, they'll look upon me whom they have pierced. I believe the Savior knew 
what was coming. He knew death, my friend, was yet there in the future. He knew murder was there. In fact, he even said this many times in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 17. He said he'll be betrayed in the hands of sinners, and they would kill him. Now, somehow the disciples just, they could not swallow that. They could not understand that. Yes, Christ's sufferings was finished. It says, it is, or he said, it is finished. His sufferings were over. But is there more to it than that? Yes, he died. Yes, as far as the pain inflicted upon his body, that is over. But is there more to it than that? Yes, as we read the scriptures, we understand that the revelation of the depth of man's sin was finished. How wicked is mankind? Now, are you, are you listening? I, I want you really, uh, would, would you listen to Fisher Munn at this time? How, how wicked is man? You know, when Jesus died, all human wickedness was revealed for what it really is. It has to do with a hatred for God. In the book of Psalm, Psalm chapter 69, prophesied there, it says, they hated me without a cause. John chapter 15, they have both seen and hated both me and my father. My friend, how could that possibly be true? This is the depth of human iniquity. This is the ultimate in depravity. How far would a man go? Would he crucify and kill his own God, his own maker? And the answer there is yes. If you want to see how wicked a human race is, you set down among it someone holy and pure and sinless, and the end will be one of such awful hatred that will end with torture, murder, and death. So the ultimate sin is the rejection of Jesus Christ. How sinful is mankind, my friend, all to the point of hatred without a cause, a hatred for God. It's finished. Now, that was revealed for what it really was. His death. What, once again, what would lost mankind do to their maker? Hang him on a cross. Also, it is finished. Yes, his suffering was over. Yes, now reveal how wicked mankind really is. But more than that, the wrath of God upon Jesus was finished. Matthew chapter 27, an unusual statement made there. And Jesus said, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani. Now, what is that? My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God forsook the Savior. Why? First Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, the old fisherman Simon Peter said, who his own self bear our sins in his body on the tree. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin. Christ bore our sins there on the cross. Jesus is just not dying. As my friend, some, some religious martyr, do you understand? This is God manifest in the flesh. All right? We think about God's representative here on this earth. We call him his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. What is he here for? All right? to atone for the sins of men. We call this a substitutionary atonement. But can you imagine what Jesus Christ felt there on the cross 
far beyond the physical suffering. Now I understood there the prayer in the garden. Oh, is there another way? Is there some other way? Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. What's Jesus talking about? He's not fearing the cross as far as the, the pain for his body. It's Jesus becoming sin for us. How do you describe that? There's no way I can use an earthly illustration to help you understand that outside just something very simple and practical, but yet yet it has no depth to it. I, I, I want to live my life pure and clean. As far as my life and my body, I, I want to I want to be holy. I, I, I want to be a person that honors and pleases God with, with, with my body. But suppose there comes a time where, oh, we think about the temptations that come from the evil one. Something happens in my life. Maybe there's an immoral deed. Can you imagine now? I've understood that I have sinned against God, and this sin now, Oh, has displeased God, and I feel under conviction. Uh, do you understand what I'm talking about? If such a thing would to ever happen, but what would Jesus and how did He feel with the sins of the world? He was the pure, holy Son of God. How could He, my friend, endure such, and then to have the Father to turn His face? Jesus became sin for me, my friend, and for you. So the prayer there in Psalm chapter 22, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me, is the prayer suitable for a dying sinner in hell. Jesus said it's finished. No more physical suffering. It's finished. Now how wicked would man be? How wicked could man become here on the face of this earth without God? He'd kill his own maker. It is finished, the wrath of God upon Jesus Christ, all right, is finished. Not only that, oh, when I read the scriptures, uh, something happened there when Jesus died. Uh, the book of Mark, chapter 15, verse 38, it says, And the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to bottom. What is that? Oh, indicating and showing us that the priesthood, the Old Testament priesthood, you remember the Levitical priesthood, all those men that worked and did the service of God in the tabernacle first and then in the temple, and then all those ceremonial laws and sacrifices, now it's over. You said over? Yeah, the veil of the temple was rent in twain. Think about the temple in Jesus' day. All, all of a sudden, uh, we think about the priest. It was in there doing the work of God inside the temple. All of a sudden, the way into the holiest of all, uh -huh. there, the mercy seat. You know, we think about the Ark of the Covenant that's there. All that veil was rent, uh, torn in half, and those priests looking into the holiest of all, and instantly they expected to die. But what happened? Uh, showing that priesthood. It's over. There's no more priesthood. All those ceremonial laws and sacrifices, it's all over. You said what? Ephesians chapter 2, he is our peace and has broken down the middle wall of partition. I like the reading in Hebrews chapter 10. It says, And every priest standeth daily and offering all times the same sacrifices, which can never take away sin. All those animal sacrifices and the blood that was shed, couldn't take away sin. They got temporary forgiveness and remission, but not redemption. But it says this. It says, 
And every priest standeth daily ministering and offering oft times the same sacrifices which could never take away sin. But now we think about the death of Christ. But this man, after he had offered one sacrifice for sin forever, sat down on the right hand of God. So now, as far as this matter of salvation, instead of remission, now it's redemption, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So eternal salvation for every believer was finished. When Jesus died and said, it's finished, salvation finished. Hebrews 9, verse 12, neither by the blood of bulls and goats, calves, but by his own blood entered into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. All the things that's so wonderful to think about the work of Christ is, well, John chapter 4, verse 34, Jesus actually said, my meat is to do the will of him that sent me and to finish his work. I'm glad he did that. When Jesus died, it's finished, yes. I understand uh, the hurt of the cross there as far as the flesh. Uh, it's over. The wrath of God upon Jesus. Jesus became sin. God turned his face. Of course, Jesus sent on him. Ah, uh, we have uh, three days later, uh, we have him rising from the grave. No, no sin. Uh, he put sin where sin belonged, you know. We think about in the fires of hell, uh, the priesthood, ceremonial laws, all that's over. Eternal salvation for every believer now uh, is finished. It's so good to be saved. You know, the th sad thing is religion, uh, how do I put this? You don't continue something that's finished. As long as you're doing, you're never done. The religions of the world says that you do something to be saved. I'm glad salvation is complete. Jesus paid it all, all to him. I owe. Jesus said, it's finished. Now until next week, Fisher Munn saying goodbye.